Hey, morning everybody. I uh, hope your uh, day is off to a good start. Um, probably a quick one today, because uh, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about. Um, there's a lot kind of going on, or still rolling, and um, that whole Facebook uh, Cambridge Analytica sca uh, scandal is still um, you know, developing. There's still more stuff coming out. Um, one of the things that really popped up um, in discussions online yesterday um, was people were talking about how uh, whether or not it was a data breach. Um, and I tweeted out uh, that it wasn't. Um, and I'll put that tweet uh, here in the video in post. Um, but uh, the reason why it's important to know that it wasn't a data breach, in my mind at least, is that when people think data breach, they think um, that somebody got hacked or there was a security violation um, or you know there was something at risk from somebody else. So if I trusted you with my data and there was a breach, you're at fault, not me. Um, and it's not that I want to apply blame here, but I think it's really important to understand that what happened at the root of this scam uh, or the root of this issue where a third party researcher had created a bunch of um, quizzes on Facebook that asked you for access to your profile. This was a number of years ago when not only could they ask you for your access to your profile, but that enabled them to essentially be you on Facebook, which meant they could also see your friend's profiles if your friend allowed that configuration. Um, and at the time, the Facebook privacy settings were so tricky um, and so challenging. The terms of service were so confusing that a lot of people had this enabled. So by only um, having about 270,000 people sign up for this quiz, they got about 50 million profiles. Um, now, the reason why this isn't a data breach, because whether they understood it or not, users at the time had actually consented to this. Where the terms of service were broken was that the part of the terms of service for developers who built those applications was that you were only supposed to store that data for 24 hours and you weren't supposed to keep it longer than that or sell it or move pass along to somebody else. Now, in this case, that um, researcher did both or researcher did both and they both kept the data for longer than 24 hours, but they um, also passed along to a third party in this case, Cambridge Analytica. Um, now, from a security perspective, from a privacy perspective, as soon as the data is out there, it's out there. Um, you know, you see this, um, we saw this with the Uber breach, um, where they paid $100,000 as a bounty um, for people to uh, clean up uh, a breach previously. And we, we see this with Facebook's uh, previous terms of services that you have to delete the data after 24 hours, the person who is harvesting it or the app owner. That's wishful thinking on the part of um, uh, the entity of Facebook, in this case of Uber and the other uh, case. As you well know, um, you know, viewer, when you're working on um, digital data, it's very easy to replicate. It's easy to copy. Um, in fact, we, you know, our systems automatically make backups. Um, you can't guarantee its destruction as a third party. Um, me, on my system, I can pretty much guarantee the destruction of my data, but as soon as I put it out somewhere else, uh, it's out of my hands. Um, and so it's basically wishful thinking, cover your ass kind of thinking, um, to have something like delete the data within 24 hours in the terms of service. So uh, that's why I'm not calling it a data breach, because it was agreed to. Now, I think there's a massive problem um, with uh, the one side of it, which has been fixed. Facebook no longer allows that sort of friend-of-friend -friend network trolling um, or network graph hopping, um, and that was more for competitive reasons than privacy reasons. Um, but then the second big problem that we really need to address here is um, clarity of user agreements to things. So if you are a user and you're agreeing to um, access for an application, I think it should be crystal clear in plain English, not in technical terms or legalese, in plain English, what you're actually agreeing to. 
And um, this has come up multiple times. So uh, with Twitter, with LinkedIn, with Facebook, you and with Google, you should regularly be reviewing what apps you've given um, access to your accounts. Um, because more often than not, the access that apps use to your accounts doesn't really expire, or it expires on a really long basis. So once you've granted it, it sticks around for quite a while. And we've seen people abusing those tokens. We've seen uh, apps changing their terms of service, because that's always in the terms of service, that the um, applications themselves have the ability to change the terms anytime they want and you automatically agree to them. It's shady as all get out. It passes the legal smell test. Apparently, I don't think it passes the ethical one, but there that's just basic terms of service for everything that we've agreed to. It's ridiculous. Users are very much not in power here. Um, so that's an interesting issue that's continuing to bubble up, and I think there's a lot of work to be done in a lot of different areas there. Um, no easy win in sight uh, for you. Right now, the first thing you should be doing is reviewing third-party access to your Facebook, Google, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, do that today. Um, I'll try to put the links down low um, to help you out there or put something on Mark NCA to help you. Um, the other thing I wanted to do to shout out a little bit of a congratulations to uh, security researcher and community um, member extraordinaire, Troy Hunt um, out of Australia. He's a Microsoft MVP, uh, independent consultant and trainer. He does a lot of work on plural sites, um, but he also runs haveibeenpwned.com. Um, he had a great post today um, about the legitimization of that service, how he's walked that uh, line around transparency and giving back to the community without um, going shady, which a lot of um, people in that sort of area have um, as far as uh, servicing data breach. Um, so Troy's service, invaluable, um, fantastic to see his, his him be recognized. For you at home who aren't familiar with it, basically uh, haveibeenpwned.com, um, again, I'll put the link down below, is a site that lets you go to check your email address to see if there is any um, data breaches involving that email address so that you can say, hey, I've got to change my passwords. Um, we're seeing more and more um, applications and services and companies and organizations point people to this resource um, to help uh, understand if their data's been out in the open or their credentials have been out in the open. Um, Troy uh, started this four and a half, almost five years ago now. Um, it's really grown into a phenomenal service for the community, um, all off of Troy's good, goodwill. Um, if you have a chance, donate uh, to help him keep the site running, but also um, just kudos to Troy. Um, really appreciate what you do for the security community, what you're doing for users in general. Um, I think we need more examples like Troy. I know I, he's someone I respect very much and look up to. Hopefully I'll run across him this year in uh, various conferences and such and can tell him that in person. Um, but in the meantime, kudos to him. A little shout out there. Um, other than that, that's what I really wanted to cover today. I hope everyone is uh, having a great day. Um, as always, looking to engage, talk to you online at MarkNCA. Uh, you can talk to me in the comments below as well. Um, happy to answer any questions or um, cover future topics here on Mornings with Mark or in a more formal video. Um, looking to put out those a little more regular than I have been. So I uh, hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.